What's up, everyone? <laughs> Welcome back to another Timmons podcast. I'm your host, Timmons. This is my podcast. I'm here with E-Man. What's up, E-Man? Hey. How's it going, dude? Um, going well. Going well, yeah. <laughs> Have you ever been on a podcast before? No. You do a live podcast every, I feel like all the time, though. You yeah, know? so I, throughout the week, I stream video games and talk out loud, but yeah. official podcasts were just straight conversation, first time. Yeah, this is great, yeah. dude. Um, welcome, bro. Uh, real quick, I'll just say, if you're not watching the YouTube video, go on YouTube, check it out, subscribe. It's Timmons Podcast. Um, also, follow me on Twitter, Timmons Podcast, and you can email me if you hate the podcast at <laughs> timmonspodcast at gmail.com. Okay. Business over, dude. Uh, yeah. So let's see here. I've known you for a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, if, well, I've known your wife even longer. Yeah. And we connected, really connected when I started doing the Neighborhood Association. Mm-hmm. And we started meeting at the Post and you were executive director. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so we'd hang out and you were actually part of our like our Neighborhood Association. You'd yep. be in the meetings. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you didn't live in the neighborhood, but the Post was part of the neighborhood. Correct. So it just, it really worked out and uh, it was a great place. It was a great meeting place. Yeah. And um, I, I really enjoyed having the meetings there. It was a historical building, yeah. uh, Goshen, Indiana's first post office. So just kind of meeting in there with the whole neighborhood and like just high ceilings, architecture. Yeah. It's huge. Mm-hmm. It's gorgeous. Yeah. yeah. And um, yeah, so that's how we really started connecting. Mm-hmm. And then we've been kind of friends and we see each other mutually mm-hmm. all the time. Back when Guac and Squat was a thing, I'd see you guys there. Um, and so, yeah, your wife would reach out and I had been thinking about having you on to talk a little bit about the Twitch stuff. Uh-huh. But she'd listened to the Jose podcast uh-huh. and said, hey, you need to talk to E-Man a little bit. So I'm like... Yes. Let's do it. This is the sign. I love it. So connect origin story yeah. to Twitch. Yes. Yes. And all in between. Right. So yeah, what is your origin story? Where are you from? How'd you get here? Who are you? Give it give us it all to us. So in a nutshell, I'm E Man, short for Emmanuel. Um born and raised here in Goshen. Okay. Uh, but my folks uh, met in Texas. Wow. So that's kinda like in a nutshell. So my mother um is from Nicaragua. So when she was a, a young woman, there was civil war, so she left as a refugee and went to Texas. Wow. And my father was already there, and they had met at a seminary where he was going to school. He started going to school. No way. Which, uh, where were they at? I, I forget the name of the seminary. Okay. Um, but at that time, he was a, a pastor of a small uh, church, and then uh, he pursued further education that took him to Goshen College. Oh. So he just kind of pursued like the Mennonite trail. Yeah. But then when he came to Goshen, he switched his careers and he became a nurse. But oh. during that time, I came to be. Wow. So that's how they got from uh, Texas to Goshen. Nicaragua, Texas, yeah. Goshen. Mm-hmm. Where is your dad from the United States or so did he come so he, um, he and his family are from uh, Costa Rica. Okay. So all my family are in different countries. So wow. growing up, it was pretty much just them, my younger brother, and that's it. Wow. So like my friends who had like their grandparents and the cousins, yeah. and they had the similar get-togethers, and they would kind of complain. I'm like, hey, you should appreciate that. Like I don't, we don't, I don't have that. So yeah, there is something unique to have in family. I'm yeah, that is a real mm-hmm. like, and then it's just you and your family. Yep. So it's. There's the support structure is yeah. not as much there. Yeah. Uh, and then a couple times in high school, <clears throat> my brother and I, we went and visited family in both countries, Nicaragua and no Costa Rica. Way. So they all knew us, but we didn't really know them. 
And there's also a language barrier because I didn't, I grew up understanding Spanish. I didn't yeah. speak much Spanish. Okay. So going down there is a little language barrier. Yeah. Then when um, my wife and I, Lindsay got married, our honeymoon was in uh, Costa Rica. So oh, part cool. of it, we were visiting family and they had like a second reception for us. Yeah. But it was this kind of same thing. Like they all knew me. I didn't really know them. So yeah. Yeah. yeah that's a little, uh, I mean, it's cool because then they get to celebrate, but yeah. they're like, yeah, let's, yeah, I've seen you for forever. Yeah. Yeah. It's my wife. Yeah. <laughs> Here yeah. you go. Here you go. Yeah. So did you go to like Goshen High School and stuff? So growing up, I went through the Catholic school system. So No way. So here in Goshen, I went to uh, St. John's, the evangelist. Yeah. So actually, that's where E-Man kind of comes into play. So in sixth grade, I was watching a show called Family Matters. So mm-hmm. a lot of folks remember it with like Steve Urkel in yeah. it and this kind of nerdy guy. Go to Neighbors. And then the, uh, the oldest brother mm-hmm. there, his name was Eddie. And his best friend called him E-Man in a couple episodes. And I was like, wait a minute, spelling out my full name, Emmanuel. E-Man isn't Emmanuel. Yeah. So one sixth grade, I was like, hey, people call me this. And they're like, all right. So, <laughs> and then that seventh grade in St. John's, there was only five of us in that class. Oh, wow. So there's a huge drop off in those middle school years. Mm. So by the time we got to eighth grade, uh, St. John's were like, hey, we're not doing this anymore. So we all, <clears throat> most of us went to St. Thomas, which is Elkhart, Indiana, okay. another Catholic school which was a feeder school to Mishawaka, Indiana, to Marion. Oh, wow. So throughout the high school years, I was traveling from Goshen to Mishawaka for all the sports, plays, wow. hanging out with friends. Yeah. And then eventually, <clears throat> so eighth grade, people kind of knew me as E-Man. It spread in high school. Yeah. A bunch of us went to Purdue University. Oh, wow. So like I just was called E-Man everywhere. <laughs> so then halfway through my career, uh, college career, I'm like, I got to get used to getting called Emmanuel because once they go working <clears throat> email just kind of weird yeah and my uh, first couple of real jobs <clears throat> my managers were like hey do you have a nickname by chance Emmanuel's no kind of way. a mouthful no way and I was like eh, some people call me E-Man like, <laughs> I mean like everyone did even my mom in the rare moments when I would get in trouble like she would yell E-Man instead of my full no name. way yeah so that's stuck <clears throat> yeah. that sixth grade decision is just directed your life yep pretty much <laughs> and then just ever since then like all the jobs um it's just easy to remember unique enough yeah um, well you do a good job every time i talk to you yep. and, or i've introduced my friends you're like i'm e-man but my full name is emmanuel yeah like, oh, okay yeah this yep. makes sense i didn't realize um yeah mishawaka that's a little bit of a trek mm-hmm. my wife is from <clears throat> mishawaka so when we were dating i go visit her it's not too far away, mm-hmm. but it's far enough away that you don't think about it. Yeah. If yeah. you're like living in the Goshen bubble, mm-hmm. you know, you don't, it's kind of just far, same with Elkhart yeah. in a way. I was just talking to someone that Elkhart's just out of, yeah. it's only 15 minutes really from, from here to downtown yeah. Elkhart, but I don't think about it and I barely ever go. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And so, but why, why did your dad and mom choose Catholic school? If they were Mennonite, I'm guessing Mennonite or kind of fall in that Mennonite vein. Yeah, I think it just uh, went to education. They just heard uh, good reviews as a Catholic school system at mm-hmm. those times. And they just kind of kept me continuing uh, through that track. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Was that a good education? I, I would say it was. I mean, I know when I was a freshman at Purdue, um, one of the first English classes um, at high school, we were writing 10 page papers, mm. but I had roommates who struggled writing like three pages paper. Wow. Yeah. So it's like, I realized that I was really set up uh, from what I did in high school for a college work. Yeah. yeah. 
And you're like, this is easy. Yeah. 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 I've, I've done this yeah. many a times already. And this is, that's kind of like, cool. Yeah. I was like a three page paper. That's all you've ever done. Like, yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So, uh, what'd you go to Purdue for? So in high school, when I was deciding between colleges, I was between two, I was between Michigan and Purdue. Mm-hmm. So I knew I wanted to study psychology, okay. but I was also playing rugby uh, throughout my high school career. Very cool. And Purdue had the number one rugby team in the Midwest at the time. And they also had a psych program too. So I ended up going to Purdue um, mainly for their rugby program. That's yeah. awesome. Did you play rugby in high school? And mm-hmm. stuff? That's oh, cool. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that's actually a whole story in and of, of itself. So freshman, sophomore year, going from Goshen to Marion, um, we only had like there's a group of us here in Goshen that went and we only had like one parent that could travel. So we were there like dropped off really early and we wouldn't get picked up to like seven 30 in, okay. uh, in the evening. You were there for the full day. Yeah. Yeah. So like joining sports just kind of helped pass time. So yeah. like in the winter months, football practices at like early morning, we were there like at 6am before janitors were there. Cause oh that was, God. that was our only ride there. Yeah. Springtime. I was in track and field Mm-hmm. Um, that, that just kind of passed time. But then like at five, there was another sport that I never heard of had practices and like, well, this will help pass time. And it was rugby. <laughs> and I was like, what is this beautiful, magnificent sport? Like, <laughs> and I just fell in love and kept at it. So, yeah. yeah. I played rugby for a couple of years in college. Nice. So yeah. I was a prop. So, oh, okay. Yeah. What position did you play? A hooker. Oh, no yeah, way. Yeah. Okay. So were you loose head, tight head? Uh, I don't remember. Uh, yeah, I don't remember. I was yeah. I played for a year. Okay, and we had just started up, and we were playing against like, no, uh, we were playing against Fort Wayne, uh-huh. uh, IPFW. We played against a couple other colleges. Mm-hmm. And we got creamed every single time, and then I like really messed up my shoulder. I'm like, All right, oh I, yeah. After yeah, I, I played for a season, then the next season, yeah, and it was um, I don't remember the exact, but I, I would. Pull the dude up. I think it was. Oh, nice! Yeah. Like for the lineouts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was. It was a lot of yeah. fun. I enjoyed it. Oh yeah, that's funny when I show my friends or I work with youth. So when I show like rugby games and they just see people getting launched in the air, like what? What? What, what is that? I was like, oh, the ball went out, so they're throwing it back in. But like, why do they have to launch him? Like, like, like. And then yeah, it's just always funny explaining and watching people first time seeing it. Like, what is this? Like, yeah, yeah. How does this work? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Remind me, is the hooker the person that's between both the back and the front? Is it kind of the, the, so in, in, rug, in rugby, there's two groups. There's like forwards where like the bigger guys, like yep. linemen and yep. backs. So the forwards, there's eight of them. So when they need to reset the game, they kind of get together, hook, they get together in a scrum, like two mm-hmm. big groups and they like push against come together but in the front row is three of them. So you have the two props and the hooker in the middle. Gotcha. So the hooker, uh, they hook the ball back to the rest of the and scrum. pass it underneath yep. and yep. back out. Who's the person that's like the, in, the between the back and the front? That's usually the person, I forget what the... So most likely that would be the number nine uh, scrum half. So it's kind of yeah. like the quarterback. So that's he's always right. at every play, yeah. uh, getting the ball, passing it out. Yep, so. kind of directing the team in a mm-hmm. bit to, yeah, scrum half. Okay, that's what I was thinking. But okay. yeah, you're the hooker right in the front. That's awesome. Yeah. No, it's a game that's really easy to explain to others watching it because it doesn't matter the team, the league. It's always one through 15 and mm-hmm. everyone has their... Position. A role in their position, but at any time anyone can pass the ball, tackle, or yeah. run with the ball. Just not pass it forward. Yeah, yeah. You have to always yeah. pass it backwards. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, It's that's so much fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun playing. Yeah. Um, I just think we were so disorganized, and it was kind of a whole... <laughs> 
let's just figure it out. Did you have fun? I did have fun. <laughs> well, I hurt my shoulder. And I was like, ah, I'm not having fun anymore. <laughs> no. no more. No more. Yeah. That's cool. So you played that. Did you play at Purdue? Mm-hmm. That's cool. Did you play hooker in Purdue as mm-hmm. well? Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I bet you had a great time. Did you play all four years? I played for the first uh, two years. Um, and halfway through my college career, I developed some unhealthy lifestyle habits. So yeah. then I stopped going to, uh, practices and playing. Yeah. So, but I played for like the first two and a half years. Yeah. yeah. College does that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Unhealthy lifestyle choices. <laughs> yeah. I made the same Taco Bell every single day. Oh yeah. Bad unhealthy choice. Oh yeah. No, I, I, so I played four sports in high school, college rugby. So I was always active, but then like the same eating and at that time drinking lifestyle, mm-hmm. I went from a solid 200 up to 260, 70 plus. Wow. Like my waist went from like 36 to 45 plus. Like I, wow. I say that because I had a belt for my waistline, like at like 44, I just kept adding oh, holes. holes into it. So like wow. I knew it was at least over uh, 44. And then to those listening, I'm only five, six. So yeah. like having a waist size of 44 plus, it's, it's big. a little big. Yeah. 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 That's wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that the thing about rugby, and I went to Grace College, which uh-huh. is where I met your wife, and um, we we didn't drink mm-hmm. or weren't supposed to drink. Mm-hmm. Not allowed. <laughs> Not allowed. That doesn't mean we didn't drink. <laughs> Definitely never drank. Okay. But um, when we would play rugby, all the teams would want to just drink afterwards. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the thing. You yeah. play rugby, and then you drink with the other team. You can mm-hmm. have a party. You mm-hmm. hang out. Mm-hmm. That's part of the whole the whole atmosphere, the, the culture. whole culture. Yeah. 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 And so we even missed out on that part a little bit. And mm-hmm. I, kinda, I feel bad because we got a little gypped, but I could see how that would add to the unhealthy lifestyle. Mm-hmm. You just get yeah. lit. Yeah, and it's just, it's part of it. But then when you remove the exercise portion of it, it's like, Oh, those calories aren't getting used. Yeah. Just ballooning, ballooning <laughs> up. Yeah. So then how'd you get back to Goshen? So at Purdue, um, I, finished with a degree in behavioral neuroscience. So the studying the biology behind psychology, and I really focus on health and wellness. So when I moved back to Goshen, it was 2009. And at that time there was like no jobs anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Huge crash. Yeah. So there was, it was hard to find anything um, remotely related to my field. So um, I moved back uh, primarily just, um, had graduated, like no big plans to stay in my parents' place for a little bit, save up money, go from there. But no jobs, wasn't really earning much. So I just kind of stayed put in uh, Goshen. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Just kind of hung out for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was probably not fun. That's a tough time to... No, it, it was a tough time. So, you know, here I went to Purdue, got my degree, came back, can't find work in my field, but I had friends who didn't go to college mm. and they kind of moved up in their jobs or they're out of their apartments. They have savings. They've started, you know, young families, that kind of stuff. And here I am with uh, a degree, a deg- piece of paper, yeah, a piece of paper with uh, debt on it. So yeah. And at your parents' house now. Yeah. 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 So then what'd you do after that? Yeah. So I, I mean, I applied everywhere and by everywhere it even included like fast food places. Cause yeah. like everyone at that time, like 30, 40, 50 year olds were right. applying everywhere. Yeah. I remember still living in Goshen. Uh, there was a new pizza shop that opened up in Granger. It was like a small shop. I memorized the menu, went in for um, the interview, and they asked if I had any experience working in a restaurant. I'm like, I, I don't, but I've had like part-time jobs throughout college, and like I know the menu. I'm like, well, you're both overqualified and underqualified since you never worked in a restaurant. Oh, and I was like, gosh. just give me something. Yeah. So 
Uh, that's it, yeah. tough. So, so after some time, one of my friends who like stayed in the area worked for a local company, uh, JNR Cleaning. So he was like, hey, I talked to my boss. He's willing to give me an interview. Um, so I went and had the interview. And it was formal. It was nice. And then he's like, hey, let, let's just be real. Like how, like how hard has it been? So he, he let me be honest about my experience from graduating and picking up jobs. So I, like odd jobs I would pick up were going to Lowe's and Fort Wayne in the middle of the night, just move shelves from like one side of the aisle to the other side. And no just, way. And it was like two or three hours at a time. And getting paid like not much, but yeah. then you tra- like ta- traveling from Goshen to Fort Wayne, which is about an hour, hour give or, or take. Yeah. yeah, and this is like two, three in the morning. So, <clears throat> yeah. So like I was trying like just small ends, like anything I'd find. So this guy was like, "All right, I don't have much, but I'm willing to give you a chance, and you can uh, vacuum from my, with my third shift crew. I can give you just a few hours a week, and we can kind of go from there." I was like, "I will take it because it's here in town. I don't have yeah. to travel anywhere." Yeah. So my my first real job out of college was with them, vacuuming at the Essen House. No way. Mm-hmm. So they had this a super professional industrial vacuum. You put on my sh- uh, shoulders, strap it in. It's like 30, 40 pounds. Yeah. Like, I was like, all right, this is nice. Yeah. But for those of you who don't know about the Essen House, <laughs> here in the Midwest, it uh, highlights Amish food and yeah. its culture. Yeah. So very good, hearty, home-style food. But they're really known to have something at the table. So there's salt, pepper, butter, but they have the Amish peanut butter. That's the classic. Yeah. Yeah. Which is like a mixture of peanut butter, marshmallow, and yeah. secret ingredients. It's sugar and diabetes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I did not know that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so I show up my first night. The super nice crew, the manager, she was like, all right, here's a rundown. Um, the whole place is full of carpets, so you'll have plenty of to vacuum for the next like four to eight hours pretty yeah. much. But if you see any of the peanut butter on the carpet, there's only one way to take it out. So I have this huge, like, nice yeah. vacuum. I was like, all right, what's this, like, an industrial tool? She reaches into her, like, little work apron and gives me, like, this tiny, like, spoon that is rusty with crusty peanut butter on it. And that was it. She's like, yeah, the only thing that takes it up is just getting your hands in these and no scraping way. peanut butter off the carpet with a spoon. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. yeah. So... Uh. That's crazy. So yeah. you probably did a lot of that then. Yeah. So I was there for hours, third shift, just like vacuuming, picking up peanut butter. And then <laughs> during this time, um, like halfway through my college career is kind of um, where I uh, began my faith and a relationship with Jesus. And then started praying and all that kind of stuff. So like young in my faith. So I remember having tough prayers where I was like, God, I'm trying to follow you, but here I am like on my hands and knees and I just graduated Purdue. My friends are doing well and I'm scraping peanut butter off the carpet. Yeah. Why am I here? So they're just kind of having those like thoughts in the middle of the night with a backpack on me and everything. So yeah, just questioning. Yeah. Yeah. What, what is going on? Yeah. So learning like, it's like, all right, it's okay to be honest in your prayers. And I was still young in my faith. So I was like, what am I, what am I doing here right now? Yeah. Oh my word. I bet that was, um, like a dark time in a way, you know, mm-hmm. going through that. I know a lot of, that was a tough time for this area. Cause like it was yep. like 35 mm-hmm. plus percent of people were unemployed yeah. in yeah. this County mm-hmm. for like those couple of years. It was just devastating. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. How'd you come to your faith? Like what, how'd that all come about? Yeah. So, uh, with the poor lifestyle habits I had, I mean, 
to put it like just out there dealt with alcoholism and that just kind of has some pretty severe consequences that left me feeling guilty, full of shame, that kind of stuff. Yeah. So empty. Yeah. Empty. Yeah. And then growing up, uh, through the Catholic school system and just kind of learning the rules, I had the impression that there were certain things that I had done at that point that were unforgivable. Mm. So dealing with is like, well, I still believe in God, but if there's nothing I can do now, like since it's unforgivable, like why bother? Stuck. So it was kind of like this, like it was like this vicious cycle. And then one of those nights, just kind of breaking down on, on the floor crying, like which kind of happened like periodically just at the nighttime. I just kind of heard like this voice whisper, like this audible, and it just said, uh, your sins are forgiven and tossed as far as the east is from the west. Wow. And I knew enough that I was like, all right, that's from the Bible, but I don't read it enough to know that like where that verse is. But I was like, all right. So it was just kind of like at some point during that time, I just kind of accepted like, all right, what was done at the cross, it's a free gift. I just have to accept it. Mm. But early on in my faith, I still kind of wrestled because <clears throat> other folks who kind of shared their testimonies or conversion stories were like, all right, it was this date at this hour. And like right away I was like sharing the gospel preaching and like, it wasn't like that for me. It was more like a slow cooker, like yeah. ingredients were being put together. It was yeah. being turned on and just kind of slowly marinating. Turned, yeah. Marinating. Yeah. 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 That's interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I remember uh, from my faith, I remember uh -huh. a, a specific time. I don't remember the date, yeah. but I remember it was like a light bulb moment. Like, oh, this is yeah. what's, mm -hmm. this is where it is. But it's a journey, too. Yeah. It's, yeah. You can't, here it is. That's what, yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. some people, it's like that, but yeah. that's fascinating. Mm -hmm. Yeah, shame, dude. Shame gets you. Yeah. Shame really gets you. Mm -hmm. like, I'm not good enough. Yeah. It's like, dude, that's not true. That's yeah. so not true. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. It's kind of hard when that inner critic is speaking louder than your inner coach. Yeah. You know? There's a lot of lies that get thrown at us all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, okay. So <clears throat> great stuff. Cause I, 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 your inner critic <laughs> coach made me think about something I want you to talk about later, but this is great. So, um, how'd you meet Lindsay? How'd I meet Lindsay? So during this time, so graduated Purdue with this degree so part of the thought was, since I couldn't find work, it was like, all right, maybe going back to school is a good option right now. So both my folks were in the medical field. Uh, my father was a highly skilled uh, nurse. My mother was in uh, hospice care or private um, health aid. So I was like, all right, maybe I'll go that route. So I'll, I'll go to a nursing degree. So at IU South Bend, they had an accelerated program where if you had an undergrad degree, you can just kind of like fast track in it. That's so nice. yeah. I it sounded nice. So I <laughs> dun, dun, dun. So go to ISB. I was like, Hey, I have this degree. They're like, well, um, you don't meet all the prerequisites. I'm like, tell me more. I was like, well, although you've been taking, let's see, level 300, uh, social studies or higher courses or this psychology course and that you've never taken intro classes to this, 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 or this, even though I was taking like the higher level. And I was like, I beg your pardon. It's like, yeah. it's policy. You have to do the prerequisites. So, for a year and a half, I was doing prerequisites, which was really nice because um, I was engaging with the teachers at a different level than the other peers. So they would just yeah. kind of listen to our conversations. But I just was like, all right, I have to do prerequisites before I can even apply for their nursing program. Wow. So during that time, um, I was going to, a, I think they called it a Bible club. Like it was a Bible study, but they just called it like a something club. Yeah. So it was there weekly, weekly. Um, and then one of those nights, in comes this girl. 
cute. I was like, oh. <laughs> and then a guy comes with her next to her. I'm like, oh, never mind. That's maybe eye candy. You know, like l- we'll leave it at that. Yeah. Um, but after every uh, Bible study, we always went out to eat for fellowship. So this yeah. night we went to IHOP. So love it. Driving over there, and then go in, and I see the cute gal. And then the guy that she came in with is like in the other side of the room at like another table, like everyone. I was like, oh, they're not together. Oh. And I was like, wait a minute. The only seat available is next to her. <laughs> this is kind of like when I'm young in my faith. I'm like, God, is this a sign? They're like, I, I don't know. So I sit next to her um, and I said, hi. And I was like, hey, what's your name? She's like, oh, it's Lindsay. And I'm like, I know we just met, but... I have a soul searching question for you. She's like, uh, uh what? what? What is it? I was like, is that with an EY or an AY? And she's like, whoa, it's an EY. It always annoys me when people spell Lindsay with an AY or different yeah. ways. So, and then she's like, well, what's your name? I was like, well, let, let's have some fun. Like, if you had to guess what my name is, like, what would you guess? And she's like, well, I don't know. Um, Iman? And I was like, what? You probably heard someone say Iman like all yeah. night tonight and like that's pretty close. She's like, no, no, no. Like, I really like Indian culture and I watch Bollywood movies and I just watched this movie and one of the side characters, his name was Iman and it just kind of came to my mind. No way. Mm-hmm. And then she got a notification on her phone and it was a Mario sound or something like that. Yeah. And I was like, what? And I pulled out my phone and I had an emulator on it where I could play NES games. So I actually had the Mario game on my phone. So we no just, way. so we, you're just connecting, connecting, yeah. connecting. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my So that's goodness. where we met. And then we were just friends for a while before we officially um, started dating. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. So it was during your time <clears throat> while you were doing IUSB stuff. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So, and then she was also going to Grace, yeah. which uh, is in Winona Lake. Mm-hmm. So from Winona Lake to South Bend and me from Goshen to South Bend, like she was there visiting a friend. Like her friend was like, hey, if you want to hang out, like I'm always here every week. So <clears throat> it was just by chance. And that's we why th- she came. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, it was probably the one time she was going to go. Mm-hmm. No <clears throat> way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that's mm-hmm. so cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that, and, I mean, Goshen to uh, Wayne Lake is closer than, yeah. uh, I think a little closer than um, South Bay. It, yeah. It just, it depends on traffic yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But just by chance, we we're both at the same place, sitting at the same spot, you know. It just all worked. That's yeah. such yeah. a cool thing. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. How long have you guys have been married for a while? Yeah. So this October will be our 12th uh, wedding anniversary. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we've actually been members at our church longer than we've been together. So there for a while when we were dating and having, oh, what'd she say? Like I heard her and her grace friends always call it uh, DTR, define the relationship. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, grace people had acronyms for everything. Yeah. So when we had the DTR talks, yeah. Um, it's, uh, and we were on the same page with long-term goals and like ideas for families. It was like, all right, we know we're pursuing the engagement route. So I was uh, going to Plymouth, Indiana to go to church with her and her family at that time. And then we had those talks and we decided like, all right, let's find a church for the two of us. That's cool. So uh, we're like, all right, let's try Goshen. We get together, we're running late and we're like, Google. Who has a church service right now? And no way. Sugar Grove Church popped up. We're like going right there right now. So that's cool. We go there. Uh, they had a, a a business meeting. So like everyone's like, hey, just stick around. We have free food. It's good food. It's homemade. It's just you can try. It. Like all right. 
And then the things that were talked about at that business meeting just won us over. Mm. So uh, we continued, became members. And then when we were presented to the church, the pastor at the time introduced me as like, all right, here's E-Man and his fiance, Lindsay. I'm like, oh, we're, we're not actually engaged yet. Like, well, I kind of said it in front of the church. So, <laughs> But uh, yeah, eventually we got engaged, I think a few months later. But yeah, yeah so we've been uh, members at our church for over 13 years. Wow. Yeah. That's a really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where's where's I've heard of Sugar Grove. Where's that? Is that in Elkhart? So right. it's, it's still in Goshen. It's kind of yeah. like an outskirts, uh, <clears throat> off of Old County Road 17. Mm-hmm. So like by Oxbow yeah. Park in that area. Okay. Yeah. So there's uh there's quite a few churches nearby. So there's like Old 17 and 18. So there's like Crossroads. Okay. Beulah, Beulah, um, United Methodist Church, and then like All Sugar Grove is right there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I know Crossroads, so I know where. You're yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's funny. I I um I went to a business meeting at my church and um it's cool to see how churches are actually taking the funds and allocating them mm-hmm. and doing ministry. Yeah. And uh, it just was it's refreshing to see churches doing healthy things. Yeah. Um yeah. The the funds at our church kind of like won me over. <clears throat> Excuse me. So going to Catholic church services like I understood there's like a whole organization that is the Catholic church. So when you tithe or give money, it's like you're giving to the organization. But at least at uh, this church meeting, they had a like line item just talking about like what the pastor had for like iPad or cell phone. And wow. I was like, well, they are very transparent with their yeah. finances. So that, that for me, that was like, Hmm, I'm not used to that at a church. Like just talking about their finances kind like that. Refreshing a little bit. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. As opposed to, just goes to the Vatican. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry about it. <laughs> no, no, don't ask. Don't ask. Don't ask. Don't ask. Or we might have to visit you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. no, who knows? So. Yeah. If you ask, you might have to go pray about it. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Uh, what Was it kind of a culture shock going from, like, Catholic to, like, uh, more of an evangelical church? A, a little bit. So when I, the first, it's kind of funny you mentioned that the first time I went to... Uh, my wife's church is a, a Westland church. Okay. So going in there, had a worship. It ended. I'm like, well, were they a special guest? Like they were like, it was kind of like rock show, like yeah. lights. I'm like, no, that's every Sunday. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm used to like the hymns and like kind of like low key and yeah. being able to follow the like sermon on like the <laughs> little homilies. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I was like that, that was a bit of a, sh- a culture shock was like the oh, worship music sure. styles. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. you sit for the whole sermon. You're yeah, not... yeah, no up and down, no yeah. kneeling, yeah. Yeah. That's... No having to wonder if you need a genuflect, like get on your knee before the cross or halfway through the room, so. Yeah. yeah. I've gone to a, ca- a couple Catholic services, mm-hmm. and I definitely um, took communion. I don't think I was supposed to. <laughs> I think that's not a good thing, but I just did it. I said, I want to do it. I did it a couple times. I just times. did it. I just did it. I was like, yeah, I'm a Christian. <laughs> take some communion. Yeah. Um, but I, I really Catholicism is very interesting. I, I enjoy some aspects of it, mm-hmm. like the the ritual pieces of yeah. things. I'm like, that's kind of cool how they have yeah. that symbolism in their life all the time. Yeah, yeah. You know, I know that sometimes it gets really legalistic. Yeah, you just start following the symbolism instead of yeah. the the actual belief. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's fat. I, the more I, I mean, I grew up in that rock style church. Yeah. So coming into Catholicism mm-hmm. and, and watching yeah, a Catholic church was like, I'm not. Catholic, but yeah, visiting that it was like a culture shock to me. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. This is really fascinating. Yeah, yeah. I always wonder what it's like on the reverse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. So, but it, it's also interesting, like, just going to a new church, especially as a baby Christian at that time, just learning, like, the cultural norms of what to do at church or, mm-hmm. like, it's like... There's a culture there. Oh, yeah. You gotta... Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, like, we get coffee first. It's like, oh, oh you can bring it in with you. It's like, oh, like, we have to <laughs> shake hands with the person to our left and right. Like, <laughs> yeah. 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 So, I was at a meeting recently, and they were talking about... um this guy is a missionary in China, and he was doing a conversation. He's uh-huh. like, in China, he was with the Uyghur Muslims, and um, he would always bow his head and close his eyes. And the guys are like, why are you bowing your head and closing your eyes? Why are you doing that? And he sits there, and he's like, well, I, I think it's to concentrate. And then he's like, so looking at me means you can't concentrate? Like, what What are you doing? He's yeah. like, you know, why do I do this? <laughs> like, where in the Bible does it say, bow your head and close yeah. your eyes, you know? And yeah. so I think sometimes we just caught, get caught up in this stuff. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. Our, our church makes, we do coffee as well. Mm-hmm. Our church has, um, like, gray-covered, gray carpet. Uh-huh. And my pastor's always like, yeah, you can spill the coffee. That's why we got the carpet, so you can't see it, you know? So they, <laughs> they like, think through that stuff. But anyways. So. I would think brown coffee would show up on Gray carpet. Yeah, it's what? like this gray speckled stuff. Oh, so you, it, it blends right in. I watched someone last week who spilled coffee, and I thought, "Don't worry about it." <laughs> no. That's why they got the carpet. <laughs> don't worry about it. <laughs> Go get some more. Yeah, don't worry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, what'd you do after? Um, did you go into nursing? No. So it got to the point where, um, yeah, that's a good question. Can that? It's bringing back flashbacks now like so um i it was like a year almost a year and a half of like prerequisite classes and then there was one class that there was a three semester wait just for that and it's like at what point do i just bite the bullet and work or do i keep doing this to just eventually maybe going to nursing because there was also the aspect of like applying to even get into program yeah so there's so many levels to it so uh one of my friends um, who uh, didn't go to college right away, but kind of kept in his career. So at this point, he had been in this job for four or six years or something like that. So he invited me to work with him in South Bend. Mm. So uh, creating custom orthotics for oh, okay. children. So then it was like back to like, all right, living in Goshen, driving out to South Bend. But it was a regular shift during the daytime. Yeah. And it was a 10 hour shift. So it was Monday through Thursday. So, Oh, so if only four, yeah. four days in a row, that's yeah. nice. And it was really nice because here in our area, the snow can like go up or down. Like we could have like a really big uh, snowstorm. So going from Goshen to South Bend could take an hour and a half rather yeah. than 45 minutes. But I was a, I've always been like a strong worker. So my boss was like, Hey, if you're late, that's fine. Cause there's uh, guys who lived right across the facility that were always late. And no, like, so I was always using examples like, well, why can email always be on time? And he lives all the way in Goshen. So <laughs> as opposed to you where I can see your house. Yeah. Like, oh, why you? Yeah, that's yeah. funny. Yeah. Yeah. So you did that for a while then? Yeah. Yep. So I um, did the customer orthotics and it was really neat. Like um, we would get cast, put plaster in them, correct them and just create a custom uh, boot to kind of help kids who struggled walking mm. or like learning how to stand up. So it just kind of gave them that support wow. as well. Yeah. Yeah, that's so cool. And then um, part of my uh, degree in Purdue, I was really focused on the health and wellness, especially nutrition. How does exercise affect um, us, our behavior, our internal mood? 
And then they uh, started, as the company grew, they needed a wellness coordinator. So I was able to like apply some of the stuff I was learning and just Oh, I like, bet that felt good. Yeah, just able to create like healthy competitions or bring resources or they created a gym on site. So just kind of like using that with some of the staff as well too. Yeah. So I was like, oh, this is cool. So you're actually use, utilizing some of your degree mm-hmm. that you got from Purdue yeah. in this. Yeah. yeah. And then that led me to my next uh, uh professional job out of Purdue. So I was there for four or five years or so. Mm-hmm. And then here in Goshen, uh, a local gym opened up anti-fitness. Yeah. So over in Linway Plaza. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they, um, they were still kind of under construction, but they had started the hiring process. So I went through it and then connected well with the team and they offered me a, a position and I was like, I can work part time, but I have Fridays off in the weekend. So I worked in South Bend Monday through Thursday, and then the gym Friday, Saturday. No yeah. way. So I was working six day weeks, um, but it, it was it was nice because I kind of fell in my element where I was like, all right, I'm able to apply what I learned. I'm like developing this culture and this community. Yeah. And this spot opened up uh, to become their member experience manager, and they offered me a full time position. So mm-hmm. I was like, oh, like here I am, like uh, I young in age in my dream job, and like I am here to help create goals, help members achieve it, but also create this culture and community where they're supporting one another as well too. Yeah. Cause at that time earlier, I kind of shared where I ballooned up in weight and poor lifestyle, but yeah. growing up the for sports college rugby, uh, my academic knowledge, I knew what to do. And then I knew I had the discipline and grit just from sports to like get back on track. So I lost wow. over 90 pounds. I've kept it off. Wow. So I knew part of my calling in this role was also become a personal trainer and working with uh, people who are brand new to exercising or who just had a significant amount of weight to lose. And coaching yeah. them through that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah encouraging them and mm-hmm. showing them the path. And the oh, way. yeah. Because like it's, for some of the folks, like it takes a lot of strength and courage just to get to the gym. So by the time they're through their doors, like it, their journey has been so much at that point. So yeah. I just wanted to provide a welcoming atmosphere and the uh, the community there were really, really welcoming too. That's cool. Yeah, Is, are they still around? Is anyone mm-hmm. still there? Okay, yeah. very cool. I think I remember. I think we may have met when you were still working at the gym. Oh, all right. Uh, I. I because I, you know, I'd see Lindsay. Yeah. Like, right. Like I said, I knew Lindsay from college. Yeah. And um, you come back to Goshen, and when you see Grace people that mm-hmm. are living in the mm-hmm. area, it's like, oh, hey, what's up? You know. Yeah. And I think we had rub shoulders, but we didn't like know each other, know yeah. each other. Yeah. Like I think, like I said, I really got to know you yeah. when you're at the post. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Um, I have like memories of you at the gym i think i saw posts or maybe her post or yeah, something something so, yeah. yeah about you just kind of yeah but, getting in there and creating culture and mm-hmm. yeah and then during that time she also um she worked at several coffee shops and then uh was offered a job at the electric brew which was for oh, her yeah. it was like um her kind of like dream job so it was like oh look at us like we're like doing our marriage doing it like. yeah she was working at a coffee shop in warsaw i remember on 15 almost as you get into warsaw yeah the studio yeah yeah i remember uh going there one time and seeing her yeah. talking, they had like a bunch of crafts and stuff yeah, there it, too it was a neat concept where like it was like the small house mm-hmm. selling arts and crafts supplies yeah paint supplies and scrapbooking yep. things maybe and the, the way it was set up it looked like just decoration so everything you saw was for sale yeah but in the middle of this like house was a coffee shop and yeah. that ended up being the the 
the generator. Yeah. For, well, it's a way to get people in too. Yeah. 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 That's it. Was yeah, cool. and they had the seats. It was comfy. It was really a neat environment. So. Yeah. I remember going there once or twice, and I think she was working there. Um, that's cool. So then she worked at Electric Brew. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No yeah. way. So here we were, like, and for that job specifically, she had like expressed interest, mm-hmm. and it wasn't until like I think two years later that they finally offered her a position. Wow. She's like, I will take it. So we were we were living our best life there for a little <laughs> bit. Yeah. 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 Doing gym and, and Electric Brew. That's yeah. so cool. Is that like 2016? Oh, this would have been... 2015? So, it, it probably would have been like 2014, okay. give or take. Yeah. Because I was at the gym for also about four, four years okay. or so. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, it's one of those things where like, I've been at some amazing places and like, I have to grow. I've grown, but it's quite not yet at the five-year mark at some of those places. So I, like It's in four-year increments in my mind. Really? Back. Yeah. yeah. So you're here for four. Yeah, yeah. Four. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I was just talking to a fella, and he was telling me that his, his increments in his life are eight. Eight. So right. every time eight eight years comes up, he's ready to go do a new thing. Yeah. And then if you look at it, like, I don't know if you get into numerology at all, but eight in significance in the Bible is new beginnings. Ooh. And so he's like... It just works out. You know? yeah. But anyways, um, I just thought that was fascinating. But the four, four is fascinating too. Yeah. 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 Just, I wonder what that means. Yeah. I don't know off the top of my head. He didn't tell yeah. me what four meant. He just told me what eight meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Half a new beginning. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Sure. Yeah, we'll go with that. yeah. So, yeah. And then is that after after um, you worked at any time? Is that when you went to the post? Yeah. So that's also like another... It, it's another story that involves a vacuum. Mm. So here I am, like, <laughs> you know, graduate Purdue, struggled, dark nights, yeah. and, like, just asking the question, like, God, what am I doing here? And then at the gym, um, God just kind of opened up these doors, and I was really, like, maturing in my faith. And I knew down the road um, I wanted to be a, a therapist or a counselor. Mm. So then uh, um, doors opened and uh, pursued a master's uh, at Grace. Very cool. Yep. So, um, and then I was like, is this the right time? And a friend of mine was like, well, God will make sure the door is closed. So just kind of keep going through with it. So I pursued a master's while I was at the gym. Hmm. And there for a while, um, not a while, like I remember two years, I was stuck on the book of Exodus and just reading the Moses like over and over and over again. Cause I felt called like in the leadership. I was just like drawn to like his leadership there. Yeah. And then, it was a kind of quiet time at the gym and I was just like vacuuming and all of a sudden like I found myself praying like, Hey God, like what do you want me to do next? Like it was just like kind of more exciting and uplifting and like just realizing God has a plan for me and I'm part of it. So like, it's this like dance and I'm like, just like genuinely like, Hey, what do you want me to do next? And like within several weeks, uh, they were looking for an executive director. Wow. Uh, some folks like had heard about me and like, uh, I expressed my interest and we're like, oh, this is something that we've been praying for. And then um, I just kind of felt called where for me, um, my father was there, but he's more of an absent father. Um, and then everything I went through and then just like becoming a, a follower of Jesus, like I learned things, I think the hard way. So it's like, there has to be an easier way to uh, teach guys this or help them become like healthy uh, leaders for themselves as well too. Yeah. So I wanted to pursue counseling to pour into men, but then like during this prayer time, really God saying like, Hey, I know you want to work with 
uh, men by needing to work with the young guys and gals before they become men and women. Mm. And then the post happened and I became his executive director in uh, summer of 2017. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's the, you're shaping the men there. Yeah. In a way, you're directly pouring into those. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's wild. Yeah. And so you were there for four years too, right? Yeah, for two. Yeah, like four, four and a half years. So, yeah. Yeah. What was that like just uh, being executive director there? I I mean, mean, talked a little bit before podcast, but. Yeah, I think. Even the the process of becoming executive director, um, they had um, gone through some changes. So they were really like solidifying what they want to do for the next several years. So when I applied, I was not the only candidate. So there's some really strong uh, candidates, but I kept going through each round. But then I was like, there's some really good candidates here. Like I, I've worked at a gym and I have this degree in psychology, but like not nonprofit experience. Yeah. So... Pretty much it went down between me and another candidate. We had a, like a, um, I think yeah, it was the third interview. It was like a Thursday or Friday. And they're like, all right, we'll let the two of you know on Monday what we decide. And then that Monday, I'm on my phone at the gym. Mm-hmm. Like every 15 minutes, like email, text, nothing, like refreshing. like. Um, and then I get a call and they're like, hey, we actually kind of want to like a fourth uh, interview with you. I'm like, okay. And I just kind of like canceled everything. And they kind of, uh, sent me down They're like, Hey, email, like we're asking some questions. Don't overthink it. Just answer from the gut. I'm like, okay. First question is like, um, who is Jesus and what did he do for us? I'm like, he's our savior died on the cross and rose again three days later. Like, like kind of like, yeah. like sh- sheepish and like, and the questions that follow were, what I consider like core doctrine stuff. Yeah. And like at this point it's like, I know they're openly faith based. They know where I'm at with my faith. And I was like, this is kind of like simple questions. Like I think at this point at this level and they're like, they were Frank. They're like, all right, or this, we have this candidate who has experience in nonprofit realm and all this kind of stuff, kind of on the fence with the faith. We have you an unashamed Christian who's willing to learn the experiences, maybe not there. Um, so we're going to decide at the board what direction we want to go with. Mm. So then they had a, a meeting and then they offered me the job. So like the board choosing is like, Hey, we're not sure we're going to go here, but we want to make sure that number one, this, uh, youth center, we are openly faith-based and we want to make sure we're honoring God throughout the process. That's cool. So starting the summer of 2017, uh, that fall high chance of the doors were going to close just due to, uh, finances, reputation, and community, mm-hmm. but the board, my staff, we turned things around. So within those four years, it just kind of grew. Wow. So we had more kids, um, uh, more records and like fundraising and more partners and, uh, churches coming together, neighborhood associations, like volunteers yeah. coming together as well too. Connected into the community. Yeah. So part of it, like there was many times where I had the conversations like, all right, I'm here. Holy Spirit, your turn. Just work through me, talk through me, like all that kind of stuff. So uh, that's awesome. So I think it's just like from the board level, stepping out in faith, and for me to do that in my leadership and just recruiting some great people and just trying to pour into the youth as well too. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's so cool. That is very a bold thing, but I'm glad that they went after that. Yeah, know? yeah. I remember um, actually when the post started. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was going to the church. Mm-hmm. That was started. That was back in the day when it was Zion Chapel, 
and now Harvest Community. Yeah, yeah. And so I remember when that started. So it was cool to hear that they continued to follow after yeah. the principles that were <clears throat> set there. Mm-hmm. So that's, what was that like the four years that you're there? Because you interacted with a lot of kids in our community, in, in where I live now, this community. Yeah. So part of it, um, maybe to backtrack a little bit. So during that time studying Moses and I'm like, why am I reading this? And like, it's like, all right, here's this opportunity to become the director of this youth center. You know, how come? And then um, I will say like, you always want to be careful, like adding things to scripture, mm-hmm. but like, from my perspective, just having read it just over and over and over again, I think many of us here, like Moses at the burning bush being called to go back to lead. And then he's like, I can't speak, like find someone else kind of thing. But then the more I think about it, I was like, hold on, here's this guy who um, kind of committed murder and then <laughs> left and then became a whole new guy for 40 years, like marriage, new profession, new yeah. community, all this kind of stuff. Cause a lot of folks that know me, like kind of know me like now, just kind of like cheesy, walk slow, all that kind of stuff. But back in like my late teens, 20s, during that time period, you know, just like vulgar mouth, mm. getting into fights, all this stuff. So it was just way different. But like people who knew me like know this E-man. So part of me is like, wonder, I wonder if Moses is like, not me. Like, I don't want to go back to who I was. Like, mm. like I don't want to go back. To, I'm, I'm good with where I'm at. So I'm past that. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. So part of me, like, I had to remember what I was like as a youth or like what it felt like to be like hopeless and then just not having someone there. So I had to revisit some of the past traumas and uh, memories and that kind of stuff to like really connect with these youth. Because even though I like, you know, don't present it, like I connected with a lot of them just through storytelling and just experiences. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, and it's probably really refreshing to see someone who maybe not the same background, but understands them. Yeah. And they yeah. can see like a figure that's like, yeah, where he's at now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so connect, yeah. Connecting with them, just hearing some like powerful stories, some sad stories, but just honoring them who they are and just, Letting them know, it's like, hey, like I hear you. You still have value. You're so, you know, worth so much. Yeah, so, that's cool. Yeah, and you spent four years there, so you probably built a lot of relationships mm-hmm. with just different people who are yeah. going through stuff, mm-hmm. you know, things. I mean, we talked a little bit. You know, you left in 2021, so yeah. even during the COVID stuff, and just connecting with them during that. It, it, yeah, I mean, you know, it, you're making an impact. Is that where you got the idea for Twitch? Yeah. Was so during that time. Around this time, I um, started thinking about the idea of uh, joining the online platform to stream video games. Mm-hmm. So one of my hobbies since little, like NES was my first system. So I've been playing for like a long time. So like yeah. I, I really love video games. And then seeing some of the teens at the post watch streamers, it's like they're playing the Call of Duty or yeah. Fortnite, but they're really vulgar in their humor yeah. and just their interactions. Yeah. And it's like, man, like, I don't know about that. Like, and like I watch also on Twitch and I'm a big, uh, fan of like fighting games. So like okay. street fighter has a Capcom pro tour, okay. but it's just like professional commentary with these like high level, like players. Yeah. Yeah. So at the time, two separate friends 
were like, hey, Ema, you should consider going into streaming. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I yeah. can't talk much. Like, I'm pretty quiet. And it's like, I don't know if I'd be good. I was like, no, no, no. That's the just Moses like, right there. Yeah, I, I like, can't talk. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't send me. I can't talk. And I was like, and they're like, I just be yourself. And like, what, like a first date? Like, what do you mean be myself? It's like, yeah. the people find you that want to find you. So I was like, all right. So, but during the time as a director for the post, like, it's really busy. There's a lot of things happening. Like, when you're in charge of a nonprofit with so many moving pieces. Yeah. Um, and especially in that role and really trying to, we were small staff, so we're always trying to like connect with the youth and they would reach out to us in the middle of the night, they're in crisis and we're trying to help out in different ways Yeah, where I wasn't taking time to pour into me or I didn't have my own time to just do rest and relax. Mm. So you're pouring out, but not getting poured yeah. into. So yeah. my personality type is easy for me to plan out every 15 minutes of my day from waking up to going to sleep, <laughs> but never really scheduled like Relaxed time. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, all right, I was gifted Spider-Man on PlayStation 4. I'll play through it and I'll do it online. So I was like, if anything else is forcing me to play it, even if no one's watching me. Mm. So I started on PlayStation 4 with like a little PlayStation 4 webcam. So it was like just <laughs> a basic black background game in my webcam that was all like kind of pixelated. Yeah. And just kind of... I've seen those yeah, yeah, streams. Yeah. I know exactly what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, So I just kind of like played and like kind of talked. And then um, I read enough where it's like, all right, if you keep the same schedule and the consistency mm-hmm. and you can work the algorithm in your favor. So I was you like... grow. Yeah. So it, it grew, but it helped me actually like enjoy like playing video games. Because at this point I hadn't played for a while. And then like mm-hmm. Spider-Man had won many awards and I was learning it's like, this deserves every award it won. So, mm-hmm. and it just kind of grew. Experiencing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So then it just kind of grew. And then um, I kept finding myself saying the same thing. And it became my catchphrase is like uh, taking mental breaks through video games and community. Mm. So, like, this is a mental break for me. I keep it at 60 minutes because any mental break, you want to be in control of it. Like, hobbies are good, but you want to make sure they're not overtaking your time or schedule and stuff like that. So, um, and that's why I did for a long time, just encouraging others to take a mental break. Um, but for eons, my gamer tag has been Mr. Tetris 9. Yeah. And I've played Tetris. <laughs> so then I was like, all right, it's time. I should try speedrunning Tetris. So the newest game is called Tetris Effect. Okay. Have you played that game before? So <clears throat> I'm terrible at Tetris. Well, it's a fun, fun game. And they teamed up with all kinds of researchers and musicians. So <clears throat> when you play a lot of Tetris... Um, and you don't play it, sometimes you can kind of see the pieces or you like dream about it or whatever. It's mm-hmm. called like the Tetris effect where it just kind of like is there. Yeah. So they worked with all these um, researchers, scientists, musicians to create like uh, scientifically composed music that every time you like you move the tetramino, the block, it interacts with the music. No way. The faster you go, the faster music goes and it's just like the tempo of it and then the background is like visually like it's meant to be played in VR. So like it's all immersive, like from visual to sound as wow. you're playing Tetris yeah. to enhance what's called the Tetris effect. So Wow. So I started playing it and then um, <clears throat> I started using my platform as it grew to kind of more of an educational uh, piece, like teaching what I'm learning or what I've learned to the audience. Mm-hmm. But also connecting back to the youth, I wanted to be a different streamer where like I... I religiously played only teen or under games mm. and just showing um, the audience like, Hey, there's some fun teen games. You as teenagers should not be playing rated M games without 
parental permission or all that kind of stuff. Because right. the teens I worked with, they're playing whatever games. Like, hey, how'd you get that game? Like, uh, my friend's mom doesn't care. Just bought me the game. I'm like, uh, yeah. so it's like just like yeah. the internal cringe. I'm like, ah, so yeah. And there's there some games have nasty stuff. Yeah, it. like real nasty. Yeah. So and it's kind of like <clears throat> with anything. You know, I I'm not against rated M games, but I think there is um, merit for that scale. And if a youth is going to play rated M games, it's like, all right, is there parental involvement? Are there conversations? Do they understand what they're seeing? That right. kind of stuff too. Right. So <clears throat> that Do was the biggest. Parents know what you're playing. Yeah. That's a huge <clears throat> question. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So that was a big thing for me, just streaming uh, teen rated games and using that platform to just uh, have topical lessons each week or monthly. Uh, 2022 uh, leading up to it, I really like organized this thing where I focus on the one word resiliency mm. and I broke it down into 10 components and then each month focus on one of those components and just really drew it out. So, <clears throat> okay. Yeah. So that's really, I, I really enjoyed growing with my community and just kind of being there for them. Yeah. yeah. And, and, um, I remember talking to you, um, and you got Twitch partners, mm-hmm. right? So you're Twitch partner. And for people who don't know that, and maybe you can kind of give it, Go for it. It's Twitch affiliated. Twitch affiliated. So it's kind of like the lower level. Okay. Like partners more like where that's all like professionals do that. Like that's yeah, their main job. Big yeah. stuff. Yeah. 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 Your shroud. <laughs> right. Or yeah. Nick Merckx or whatever. Yeah. 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 Right? yeah exactly. The, the, the high level. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dr. Disrespect no longer, but right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dr. Disrespect was a. Yeah. Uh, anyway. But yeah, that's where the, the big time. That, yeah. But affiliated allowed. um you to receive so maybe kind of explain twitch a little bit and what affiliated means because i know but maybe you do a better job of it. yeah so like affiliated uh, gives opportunity for viewers to support the streamer directly through yep. donations or gifting amazon prime sub- subscriptions yep and there's different tiers as well too yeah so then um yeah the streamer can they collect the funds and they can use it as however they want but as my stream kind of grew I always uh, reinvested it back into the stream. So cool. like early on, um, <clears throat> uh, someone gifted $100. So then I bought a bunch of mental health magazines and I, w- I would read articles or explain it online, just kind of share it. Then like reinvest it into uh, better gaming mouse, yeah. um, <clears throat> had a poll like, all right, hey, what game should I like stream next? And then they voted, and I used some of those funds to like purchase that game as well too. That's cool. Oh yeah, so I mean, I've been blessed um, by a lot of the viewers. One of the newer games, Horizon, uh, came out with a, a game, Forbidden West. So the mm. viewers um, pooled together and got me like the collector's edition for it, and I streamed it, and it was just a lot of fun. Oh, like, that's cool. Unboxing it with them and just playing the game first play with them. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. showing them. Like, <clears throat> that's so sweet. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know um, you can do Twitch and people can subscribe to you mm-hmm. regardless, but the Amazon Prime piece is huge. Yeah. Because a lot of people have Amazon Prime. You can you can sub to the person yep. for basically free for you, yeah. but the, the, the Twitch person who's streaming gets a cut. Yep. And it's, it's um, yeah, it's a great way yep. and to, to have that ability mm-hmm. opens up so many more people to actually subscribe to you. Yeah. Yeah. Which is cool. So, yeah. But yeah, that for me, that's been the biggest thing is like, all right, here's I- income, but how can I give it back to the community? How can I yeah. invest into all this? So, yeah, I love that. Yeah. I, I remember you telling me like you'd have different 
things you were, I mean, the 10 month mm-hmm. you were working through and you'd be like this month we're talking about anger mm-hmm. and how to healthily deal with that. Mm-hmm. And, um, I love that you have like a, a direction behind yeah. what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Cause it's like, yeah, so many kids are dealing with anger Yeah, and you know, and they're gravitating towards Twitch anyways. Mm-hmm. That's where culture is being created, you know? Yeah, like what poggers, right? That was a gamer culture thing that yeah. like is in our system. I mm-hmm. mean, it's, I, I hear it, I see it. It's like I don't know if that's allowed to be allowed to say it anymore. I don't know, but, <laughs> but it's like there's things that are being created yeah. um, through video games, mm-hmm. and it's like and it's being. I see it in real life. Yeah, culture is being created there. So I'm glad you're making an impact there. Yeah, that's and, so cool. And the neat thing with like Twitch, so. Even if you're not watching live, you can always go to my channel and watch like previous videos. And typically, you know, with streaming only 60 minutes, usually I do the lesson within like the first uh, 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. So usually there's like a five minute just intro saying hi, warming up in the game. Then my like the 10 minute mark is like the little lesson that I kind of draw out for the rest of the stream. So even if folks don't watch it live, they can go back and just kind of catch what's uh, going yeah. on. and. Yeah. Yeah. Do you stream just once a week or what? So currently I stream twice on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Nice. Yep. Yeah. Those are your time stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What game are you playing through right now? So right now um, for April. So each April, um, my family will always take a vacation. Mm. So like the last two weeks, I just kind of for fun was playing through the Mario Kart 8. We got the oh. DLC. So I was like, hey, let's have some fun. Let's get some trophies and these new DLCs. Yeah. But uh, this month, I'm going back into uh, speedrunning Tetris Effect. No way. So my goal, um, currently, I'm 44th in the world. No way. So my goal is to get into the top 30. Oh, wow. Uh, so there for a while, um, I got 35th in the world. And I was like, you know, I'm, I'm good. I'm like going to retire, play some other games. Mm-hmm. But then like I, like Tetris Effect came out for Switch, and then came out for the PC. And then like my number like started going down. I'm like, wait a minute. I'm like, wait a minute. Like... <laughs> I am Mr. Tetris. I have to come back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is my namesake. Yeah. I'm Moscow. <laughs> yeah. So that's goal moving forward is just working through that. Yeah. And then this month, May is a mental health awareness month. So just mm. providing a lot of resources out there and different generic mental health topics. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, and I think I know the answer to this question, but mm-hmm. did having kind of a direction of what you were doing help you get affiliated easier? Like, this is who I am. This is the kind of the message I want to spread. Um, it, you know. it helped a little bit. So some of the numbers, it's you like the the biggest one was once you hit a fifty followers, you can like do more. Mm-hmm. But you had to average how many viewers were there, um, how many hours per month total were you streaming. Yeah. Um, but kind of having um, the schedule really helped me just that routine. The and then just as I got more comfortable in the mic and just playing the game, and my friend was right, just. I just being myself, even though I'm not super talkative or like, yeah. I'm not like animated. Like when I play, like I'm genuinely enjoying the game or yeah. being funny during it. So, yeah. yeah. Do you, uh, what, what are some of the cool things that you've seen through that Twitch stuff? Like, um, maybe what are the cool relationships you've, you've had from your viewers and stuff? Yeah. So I, I mean, I definitely have to uh, shout out a couple people. So, I mean, we have, uh, I have viewers from like across the U S and like um, some of our regular viewers, all like, they part of it, and then other viewers will come on and just kind of be more vulnerable, sharing about like mm-hmm. whatever is going on with them. So like with anger, 
you know, a question I might throw out there is like, hey, what was the time you were angry this week that you would have like wanted to revisit and do over? Wow. So then, you know, when I'm speed running, like there's only so much I can do, like interacting with the chat as it's typing. Mm-hmm. But some of my uh, viewers are like, like encouraging them or like just like, hey, we're here oh, to support cool. you and stuff like that too. Yeah. So it's a community thing. Yeah. 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 When you're speed running, you're focused. Yeah. 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 You don't have a second to. Yeah. What did you say? Oh, yeah, yeah. I lost six. Yeah, yeah, you don't get thirty fifth in the world yeah. by reading Twitch chat while you're. So it's easier now since they've updated some of the rules. Um, but with uh, Tetris Effect, there's between three or five levels at a time, mm. and there's like a pause before the next round. So like during those pause, I interact a little bit more with the chat as well too. Nice. Yeah. 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 Oh, very cool. Yeah. Well, um, years ago I was watching some folks on the Hit Point show they had a small youtube channel and then they invited me on their discord and then just kind of like interacting with them and then uh, that's been really uh, fun being part of them as well so, yeah yeah that's cool yeah yeah i love uh video game video game culture i'm i'm a big gamer mm-hmm. so it's i play more uh first person shooters yeah but um and rust i don't know if you've ever heard I, of rust i've heard of rust yeah but i never got into it so. yeah because <clears throat> one of the v- um viewers had like sent me a dm as like hey you should consider playing this like this is gonna get popular here yeah. in a few months and i looked into it looks super fun yeah, but it's, also yeah. rated m and i was like yep. i don't know if i can like cross that bridge when i get there yeah so, it's toxic yeah. dude it is not good there's a lot of bad language yeah bad words words that i'm like oh my gosh i didn't even know that was a word yeah, you know what i mean yeah. and then i look it up i'm like oh this is not a good word yeah. <laughs> urban dictionary yeah. what is yeah. <laughs> yeah i would never say this to someone yeah Wait, uh, i mean which is you know it can be fun it can be a really great experience like watching streamers play but it's just mm-hmm. when you're young and your brain's still forming oh, and you're yeah. word yeah. yeah it's um it, you sometimes you play these games and you're like where is your parents like i'm playing this and you sound eight yeah, yeah. You're screaming obscenities at me. No. And like, this is not a, no, I, not a way to. <laughs> I, I've worked with local second graders and this one kid had a 45 inch TV in his room, like Xbox, PS4, and just would play whatever. And I'm like, he's in second grade, like playing yeah. like, and then another youngster uh, just drawing, drawing all these uh, guns from call of duty yeah. and like just new details about it so yeah. like in the moment i'm like oh hey tell me more like what's the history behind this or like how is it different from this just trying to be interactive but in my mind i'm like he knows way too much about, about guns. weaponry and yeah. guns yeah. and military strategic maneuvers yeah <laughs> like, it really is yeah. yeah and um there's some games that uh, people play just because of how realistic the guns are. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not sure if you're familiar with Tarkov. Uh, it's a it's a game, but the people love it because they can literally build their guns the, the way they want to, like you would in real life. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, you can modify your gun this way or that way, and yeah, and it's like, oh well, I know this bullet and the way it drops and all yeah. that stuff. It gets it's too much for me. I'm like, yeah, no, I want something simple. I like more of the Fortnite. Give me a shotgun. Yeah. And it doesn't even look like a real shotgun. You know, yeah, so whatever. I grew up playing uh, video games where you had like so many lives, and if you ran out, back Done. to zero. Yeah. Locally at uh, Conquer Mall, they used to have an arcade. Yeah. So I used to go in there, so you had to make sure your quarters lasted because once those were done, they were done. Yeah. And I read this article talking about like kids and like first players, uh, per- first person shooters. Yeah. And kids years ago, when they play outside with each other and they accidentally push each other like oh i just hurt little email like i see he hit his elbow that was my fault yeah but video games 
nowadays with uh, the Royal Rumble aspect, mm-hmm. uh, uh, sorry, the Battle Royale aspect where like there's a hundred live players, you die, you just go to the next game. There's no waiting anymore like there used to be in video games mm-hmm. back in the day. So No consequences. Yeah, so youth are growing up not seeing the consequences because like if they die in a game, it's just you go on. But when they see consequences in real life, there's, uh, you know, dysregulated emotions. They just kind of blow up. They just, they're not, they don't realize there's consequences to it. it. Yeah. Wow. So we're literally training our kids to like, I mean, that's just how it is. That's what the games have been, you know. Yeah. Just not emotionally not be able to handle it. Well, yeah. I mean, some of it, like, I think our age group, you know, we're kind of like in this bubble where we kind of knew what life was like without internet. And now we're going with it. We kind of grew up like having batteries, so we knew like, all right, we don't have rechargeable batteries. Like we have to wait to go to Walmart or wherever. Right. But youth nowadays, like if it's a phone switch, just connect it. It's always on, always available. That kind of stuff. So yeah. there's a lot that goes into it. That the, the current youth are growing up like the constant access. Always. Yeah. Constant. Always available. Always available. There's always a hundred new players to play. There's always a hundred new like. Are you eight? Like, yeah. they're always there. So, yeah, yeah, it's crazy. It, yeah, it's, um, I mean, yeah, when we, I played 64, and mm-hmm. so there mm-hmm. was no online nope. access. And if you want to play with your friends, they had to be there. Yeah. You know, and so uh, there was a lot more of, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's with the Roma back cartridge. <laughs> and I was like, oh, you have one of those? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I played Donkey Kong 64 with yeah. the Rumble back. That's classic. So that's cool. And that, all right, so we've kind of talked about your whole up and down now. What are you doing now? Like, I, I feel like this is kind of all culminating to what you're, what role you're in now. Oh, like, are you speaking uh, professionally? Uh, professionally, yeah. Yeah, so there's a few projects I'm working on. So it's still streaming on Twitch and all that kind of stuff. But um, from pursuing uh, master's, and then, like, working at the Post, I also uh, started on a sign, Biblical Counseling for Men. Mm. So just kind of, like, the goal is, like, all right, so I have this passion to work with guys and um, just develop healthy leadership and helping them get healthier physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. Um, so that's kind of, like, on the side. Um, that I, um, <clears throat> During the daytime, I work at Basher Children's Home. So it's a residential center. So I offer support and encouragement to youth and staff that's there cool. as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool to see that you've been working. I mean, you're you're really affecting the the next generation. Yeah, but I yeah. love that you have a vision for the future generation. Like yeah, the, the people who are right now around you, your peer group or yeah. older. Yeah, um, that's that's really cool. What what are you doing? And this is a totally another random question. <laughs> out of ran, around there. what you know? You said that you know you lost that ninety pounds, and you're active now. What's your like workout schedule look like now? How do you stay active? What does that look like for you? I think, so there's no routine as far as like workout as like, all right, I'm doing like upper body on this day or lower body on that day. Um, it's just being active throughout the day. Mm. And I generally, if I can, this kind of sounds odd, but like I'll like sit on the floor, mm-hmm. whether it's just like reading or if I'm eating breakfast or something. So I'm always like just going up and up and down, just moving oh, yeah. as well. So and then just walking more um, as much as I can as well. Um, one of the healthy habits I uh, always do is every morning, first thing within like two minutes of waking up, it's just like drinking 16 ounces of water. Really? Yeah. And if I'm feeling extra tired and I put a little bit of salt in it, 
Because like salt is like electrolyzed, so they will put in like Powerade or something. So that just kind of like wakes me up in the morning as well oh, too. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I kick myself because it's like the first thing I go to is coffee. Yeah, and I think that's pretty normal. Yeah. So I mean, I I, I have coffee also every yeah. morning as well too. And then it's not your first thing. No, it's not my first thing. So I just <laughs> drink water, slam it really quick, and then just start like working on toast or oatmeal, and then just yeah. doing the um, uh, coffee as well. Yeah. But one of the things I learned. Um, losing so much weight was like, I knew what to do. And like one of the sports I did in high school was wrestling. So I knew how to cut a lot of weight really quickly in unhealthy ways. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I, I know it's better to lose slowly and just make sure the habits stick. Yeah. So early on, whatever I ate, no matter what quarter of it, I don't touch. So within two weeks, I lost seven pounds. So wow. I realized my portions were way Over too big. There. So some of it, it's just be intentional if I if I'm eating, use a smaller plate, hmm. and then um, and things like that. Like if I go out to eat, it's like all right, <clears throat> just stick to this one plate or just this one portion or that things like that as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just start limiting yourself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's that always yeah. on convenience that we live in. Yeah, that just allows us to to yeah. get that bigger plate or whatnot. Yeah. In the, yeah. Well, that's like I mean that's a whole other conversation because even like. In the U.S., in the 50s, the average size of a plate the diameter was nine inches. Mm. But like uh, early 2000s, it grew to be 13 inches. <laughs> so like the plates got bigger and the portions got bigger. Yeah. And there's other research that shows like uh, people eating soup, like they had bowls that wouldn't leave the uh, table. Mm. But one bowl had like a little spout in the bottom. So it just kept repouring soup. And they discovered like people would just keep eating soup even though they would eat more than people who didn't have that. So when people visually saw the soup go down, they felt full. But other people, they just kept going. Oh, wow. So combination of that effect with plates getting bigger or options to go from small, medium, large. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's a good deal. And then you just want to eat the whole thing since it's there. Yeah. So. Yeah. Oh, I paid only blah, blah, blah for this. I get so much food. Yeah. Yeah. You feel good about that. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. So part of it, like for me, like I when I approach food... Um, I'm always in control. If I want two pieces, I is like, all right, I want two pieces because I want two pieces. It's not like I'm drawn. It's like, oh, I need another slice. I need another slice. Like, so, but that's taking more years to develop that. So that's a lot of discipline. Yeah. So part of it is just, uh, with exercise routine, it's just, it's kind of embedded in those like healthy, um, habits throughout the week as well. Yeah. Cause one thing like I taught a lot of my clients, like, because I, I had about a similar build, like, as I did, like, when I was a personal trainer. Yeah. So a lot of folks were like, you don't look like a personal trainer. Yeah. And I was like, it, it, I'm not trying to be, like, in competition. Yeah. Like, I'm working with people who I knew what it was like to get winded going up the stairs. I knew what it was like just to keep my shoes extra loose, always tight, so I can just kind of sneak it my foot in so I didn't have to worry about, like, bending down and tying it. Like, wow. Yeah. So, like... Um, I found my audience and I was successful because it's like people was like, I, I don't want to be ripped. I just want to be able to like walk healthy. stairs and like look in the mirror. It's like, I like that dude. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 Well, in those people who are getting into competition, they're doing stuff that's super unhealthy. Yeah. Like people don't realize that. Like the super cut jacked. Yeah. Not all of them. Yeah. You know, there's some, but I think well, I, I had a bodybuilder friend and he was telling me that everyone that goes to competition are like roided up. None of them yeah. are natural. Most of them aren't natural. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's like they're supplementing with, you know, yeah. drugs mm-hmm. to, to get to the, the level of what they want. 
Yeah. And it's like, yeah. I remember working at the gym. There was this guy. I mean, he would just cut and shape all that kind of stuff. And just had a like kind of a heart to heart talk with him, just kind of like working on his motivation and like fine tuning his goals. But like he would see other people as like he wants to be as big as that guy. Wow. Like even though like he had this sort of morphia. Yeah. In yeah. A way. Yeah. No, it, it, that's exactly it. So part of like what really solidified me wanting to go into counseling was like my experience at the gym where like there's so many things happening internally like you can work on your diet you can work on your exercise but you got to be okay with what's happening internally. internally as well too yeah yeah because it stems from that yeah that's the root mm-hmm. your body physique may be the flower that everyone sees yeah and you may pick the flower and you're like oh this is dandelion i don't want this yeah right yeah. but the root's still there and another dandelion will pop up later you yeah, know? yeah 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 uh, i love that um the thing that you learned at Purdue mm-hmm. when you went for is really still enriched in your life yeah. in every aspect of what you're doing, whether it's Twitch, whether it's your day job, whether yeah. it's your side hustle. Yeah. Yeah. Like I love that. Yeah. Um, and it's not just a piece of paper with debt. Yeah. You know, it's actually affecting the future of what mm-hmm. you're doing and the passion. Yeah. Yeah. You know, kudos to the 18 year old, you knowing exactly what you wanted to do though. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't like, I, I had doubts. I had like yeah. questions because, yeah. I mean, my father was not a healthy, healthy guy. Mm. So I knew like I kind of want to be in counseling because in high school, I've always had uh, a natural ability to be a good listener. Mm. So random people in high school would just tell me things like this person was a cutter. This person like was yeah. this, that, like I was just that guy that people would just like confided in. This, that, that, yeah. And I'm like, we don't know each other, but all right, like, are you good for right now? And it just kind of went there. So like, I knew down the road, I wanted to pursue that. So when it came to like college discussions, my father, again, he was like a high level nurse in his field. Um, It came to talk about like, all right, like, so you're going to college. What do you want to major in? And I was like, oh, psychology. And he's like, no, don't be an idiot. Like, really, what do you want to major in? And I was like, I was like, what? Like that, like what? And my backup was um, uh, photography. So like I I really enjoyed photography and then like my teacher in high school like he he said he was impressed with my work always used it and he's like you should really pursue this like you kind of have like a knack for this I'm like all right but having that talk with my father and he was like don't be an idiot like That's I have perfect. so many I have so many colleagues that went into psychology regretted and just went back and like spent more time to be in med school pretty much mm. so when he said that I was like I'm not gonna say photography is my backup if he was that with that psychology so yeah i'm gonna get grounded for life if i say photography yeah 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 Yeah. was he just so wrapped up in work is that a big piece of what it was yeah yeah i think so because he 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 provided like he 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 worked we had a house um he was an excellent cook it just when he wasn't working he wasn't cooking he just drank and then and then would pass on the couch and then repeat and it was just all the stuff that comes with having a alcoholic father yeah 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 Yeah. that's tough yeah yeah that's yeah that's tough and then you just he's not there yeah 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 Yeah. that's uh it's cool that you've um i mean a lot of people that affects them for a long time i'm sure it still affects you but yeah uh you've done a lot of it sounds like introspective yeah i mean yeah there's been a lot of work there because you know through that work, realizing like, all right, some of the things that were traumatizing that I was working, like experiencing, I didn't really process or it just affected me. So like during those like early college years, it's like, 
that's where the alcohol just kind of numbed everything down. Yeah. And then it's easy. It's a solution. Yeah. Yeah. And then realizing like years later, it's like, oh, that's why that like, let's say the lifestyle or like, this is why I behaved or acted a certain way. Yeah. Now that makes total sense. Yeah. Wow, man. Well, uh, we've done an hour and a half. Nice. Can you believe that? Yeah. Um, let's wrap it up here if that's cool. If there's is anything else you want to talk about or shout out or, um, I want to make sure that all of your links and stuff are in this episode. If they want to come watch you on Twitch or, oh, or all that. I have stuff. a quick story about, uh, all my links. So yeah. everything is man of Goshen. Okay. Except like, uh, streaming is, uh, Mr. Tetris nine. But the quick story is, uh, going from Goshen to Purdue, like a lot of people in Mishawaka, Marion went to Purdue. Yeah. So, and they live like Elkhart, Goshen, different places. So at Purdue, two questions. What's your name? Where are you from? My friends would be like, I am so-and-so, and I am from Notre Dame. Yeah. And I was like, what? You're No, you're from Goshen. And yeah. Like, no, like, no one knows it. And then, and then they're like, oh, it's like 45 minutes away and all that. Yeah. So I was like, you should be proud of where you're from. <laughs> so, like, I be I just was always adamant. I was like, I'm from Goshen. And they're like, what's, what's Goshen? And I would just explain it. Yeah. And then Twitter at that time um, has started getting, like, pretty popular so i yeah. joined it and man of goshen was my uh username and then facebook when it first started and then it opened up to like a handful of universities and purdue yeah. was one of them no way so i joined it pretty much day one so some no of my way. some of my facebook memories are as old as teenagers that could be driving or voting like they're no just like going way. back 16 18 years so like wow so like there's like facebook.com slash man of goshen linkedin snapchat instagram all, all man of Goshen. All man of Goshen. Oh, that's cool. Well, I know Lindsay's is woman of Goshen. Yep. Yep. So that's cool too. Yeah, yep. both you and your wife. So that's kind of like where that started, but that's where like it just kind of little brain. But yeah, you know. I love that. Yeah. Well, and, and it, it just it makes sense because you're like my name's E Man. Yeah. And it's just this is how it is. Yeah. I'm gonna be adamant about, it. and it's just it's grown from that. Mm-hmm. I love yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Mr. Tetris. What is it? The number Mr. Tetris and the number nine. So it's all together. Okay. All yep. together. Yeah. 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 Well, folks, yeah, for sure, go check out your Twitch Tuesdays nice. and Thursdays. What time? Nine thirty Eastern. Nine thirty Eastern. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just a nice before you go to bed. Yeah, play. and it's it's uh, the Tetris effect again. Like even if it's not watching, it's really cool just having your phone on or iPad and you're just listening to the music in the background. Yeah, so it's a whole audio visual experience. Yeah, so I mean, even the soundtrack is like just phenomenal. So even if you're not watching it, it's just it's cool to listen to. So, yeah. in in the Discord I'm part of, we have a huge like book club. So we're just sharing like current books. So it just kind of likes like reading, and you're just listening to the music. Oh, that's yeah. sweet. Yeah, yeah, that's so cool. Well, E man, thank you so much for coming on, oh, bro. Thank you this for having me. This is a blast. Yeah, yeah. Uh, thanks for talking about your story and all the all the crazy things. Cool. And yeah, this is good. Yeah. Well, cool. All right, folks, we'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye.